This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, golfers. Your tea time awaits. It's the Tea to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tea to Green is being presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Beam. And by our home clubs, Pendleton Creek Golf Club and Lancaster Country Club. Time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. Good morning, everybody. You're on a beautiful Saturday in late August in western New York. We welcome you into Tea to Green, live and on the air here on WGR Sports Radio 550. I'm Brian Cozio. You're alongside PGA Pro Jeff Metis, Kevin Sylvester is at the BMW Championship in Maryland, and uh, we'll get an update from him. He's working this week for PGA Tour Radio uh, at 745, a little bit later in our show. But we're live here at one of our home clubs, Pendleton Creek Golf Club here in North Tonawanda, and uh, play is already underway from the members. Jeff, good morning. Good morning. It's another beautiful day in Western New York to play golf, and uh, we get to watch and and pick on swings on the first tee here. We can make a few jokes if we want, right? That's right. We're not going to, but yeah. The, uh, the tough, long par three, number one here at Pendleton Creek to start over water. Probably, let's see where the tees are, probably like a 190 shot. That's a fun way to start your morning. That's tough. Let me, let me rip a four iron in there you first sh- thing this morning. You yeah. show up at 630 in the morning and first shot out of the day, yeah. 190. Yeah. And the tees are even up. Sometimes it's like 205. Yeah, that's, it's not an easy first shot out of the yeah, car. Yeah, it's not ease into your round type of thing. Yeah, Donald Ross always seemed to design those easy par four, par five for your first hole for a reason, I think. Yeah, this yeah. one, uh, this this is definitely the breakfast ball possible uh, hole there with that water staring you in the face right away. Yeah, I'm not a fan of naming holes, but that would be a good name for that hole, the breakfast ball hole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Coming up here on the show over the next hour here is we're at Pendleton Creek Golf Club. Uh, we'll be joined at 720 uh, by Ryan Edholm of Canisius Golf and also club champion here at Pendleton Creek. Uh, Ryan is going to be amongst the group of competitors from Canisius, who's the host school, Niagara, and St. Bonaventure in what is the annual little three event uh, between the three schools. And this year it is here at Pendleton Creek Golf Club, a two-round, a, uh, two-round tournament that is on Tuesday. They play one in the morning, one in the afternoon, and uh, we'll get uh, some thoughts from Ryan on playing in that. Jeff, when you were involved with Niagara Golf as a coach years ago, 
uh, you know about this event, Canisius yep. Niagara and Bonaventure. Yeah, and I played in it when I was in college, and it's been it's a nice tradition. Um, three nice golf programs. They always get together every year. Now they see each other in a lot of other events, but this one's this is for bragging rights in Western New York, and uh, and it's a fun event. And I hear the uh, Ed Home brothers might be uh, paired against each other. I wonder if that's straight rankings or coaches having a little fun with them. We'll have to see how that plays <laughs> yeah. out. Yes, Ryan has a uh, brother, Tyler, who's on Niagara. Ryan on Canisius. Bonaventure, by the way, has the bragging rights. They've come in uh, defending champions. Well, Bonaventure really has a strong golf program. Uh, Swanee down there, the coach, Brian Swanson, he's, he's got some nice resources. They're in a nice conference. They've got, yeah, it's a, they've got a very, very good golf program. You've got to be a very good golfer to, to play for St. Bonaventure. So we'll talk to Ryan coming up uh, at 7.20 in our second segment as uh, he is, of course, playing for Canisius. And then, as I mentioned, Kevin Sylvester's at the BMW Championship. Uh, we'll talk to him at 7:45, but uh yeah this week on the pga tour uh they're in the second week of the playoffs down to 70 players and uh, guys are playing for a spot in next week's tour championship which will be down to the final 30 and the pga tour season will come to an end which next week is our last show it kind of seems like the the end of the summer really like flies jeff here I, it, it's just a beautiful saturday we're sitting here watching guys playing teeing off and we're doing our show, and I was like, holy cow, the summer's over next week. And it's <laughs> literally my favorite time to play golf. Like, this is when I really start thinking about getting into golf. It's such a wonderful time to play for the next few months. It it does feel weird. But once football season gets here, everybody's uh, focus starts to shift a little. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yesterday at the BMW, again, we'll talk a little bit more with Kevin about this, but uh, Bryson DeChambeau. Nice. He had two great looks at a 59. He shot a 60. Uh, he's got a one-shot lead right now on Patrick Cantlay. Uh, as we get our check of the PGA Tour leaderboard here, brought to you by Callaway Chrome Soft. This ball is different, and also by Puma Golf Shoes. DeShambo with his 60. He's at 16 under. Patrick Cantlay and John Rahm, one shot back. Rahm still has three holes to play. They had to suspend play due to darkness yesterday uh, after a rain delay. So Rahm will have a couple of holes to try to maybe tie DeShambo or even maybe take the lead. Uh, but those three playing very well. DeShambo had a birdie look on 17, and then Jeff on 18. Did you see the shot in? It was about six feet, I want to say. Six I, feet. I never thought he was going to miss it. And I he just missed it. For sure he and he make. didn't even catch the hole. <laughs> he played it out too much break, and it just missed. But that would have been obviously a nice historical moment for DeShambo. Still uh, a to great get a round. 59. Yeah, his career low, 60. So that's... And on a par 72. I know a lot of times we see the 59s maybe on par 70s, on shorter courses yep. where. You know, guys can reach every par five, and you know, not that DeShambo can't reach par fives. We know that, but and this uh, is on paid. a par seventy-two, at a tough course, at a long course, that's that's an impressive number for sure. And if you would have gotten to fifty-nine to shoot thirteen under on the day, that would have been amazing. Yeah, Caves Valley's no joke. It's a it's one of the top facilities in the world, and uh, that's that's a great. Obviously, these guys are the best players in the world, and there's a reason. You know, if you want to be a tour player, let's go. So can I beat Bryson DeChambeau today? I don't think I'm gonna. Yeah, but uh, fun to watch, you know. And uh, it's I love I like when these guys shoot good scores. I like seeing the birdies. I, you know, sometimes it's fun to watch golf where they're struggling for par in the U.S. Open, and sometimes it's fun when they're just shooting 62 all over the place. Also, on a really, really nice course to view. Yeah, yeah. it's a beautiful golf course. So more coming up from Kevin uh, at 7:45 as he's been there uh, for PGA Tour Radio. A couple of other storylines that came out this week uh, during the event uh, that I want to mention. First of all. Um, Phil Mickelson yesterday tweeting about driver length. He says that. that rumor that the USGA is going to pull back driver length to 46 inches. And I, I want to bring up what he said about it and then get your comment on it, Jeff, to see 
terms of just is he do you agree with what he's saying um let's see here i've got it uh maybe i don't have it uh hold on Anyway, I could paraphrase it. Yeah. He said that uh, rumor is the USGA wants to move driver length back to 46 inches. And he talked about that this would promote a faster swing, a more violent swing. He said it could create more injuries. He said we should be thinking about creating speed based upon the length of the swing. He said it'll save guys. It'll give them more years to play being healthy. Uh, he, for the record, at the moment, uses a 47.5-inch driver. Um, but Mickelson not happy about this. What do you think about the ruling if this ends up being true, and, and what I guess what's the USGA's goal in saying we want to move this back to 46? I don't understand the goal. I understand they, they want to put parameters on the clubs, and, and, and technically there's an inherent advantage if you have a longer club because you have longer arc width and length, and in theory you can create more speed. Okay, here's I'll give you what exactly what Michael said. Okay. He goes, uh, he said, <laughs> where does USGA's soon going to roll driver back driver length back to 46 inches? This is pathetic. He goes, first, it promotes a shorter more violent swing, injury prone, and it doesn't allow for the length of the arc to create speed. He said, now we have a, our first golf boom in o- almost 40 years here, and our amateur governing body is trying to make it less fun. Um, yeah, I think my opinion is he's a little bit out of touch um, with that statement. You know, it, it, people are swinging harder and faster. Not everybody's going to hit a longer club better because of, different, like a John Rahm, because the way he loads the shaft and his quick set and stuff, a longer shafted driver is not going to help him create more speed. It may the way Phil plays the game. Um, I disagree that it's causing injury. Guys are getting stronger and faster. And, you know. and the other thing is, I, I think the tour length is around 45, the average. I think he's an outlier with the length of his driver. You know, maybe DeChambeau has a long one. He has long. Maybe there's four or five guys, but I think most of the guys, you know, the analogy I like to use, if you're a baseball player and you can't get around on a fastball, do you go to a longer, heavier bat? No, you go to a shorter, lighter bat. Or they always tell you to choke up. Right, yeah. right, right. And it's easier to hit the center of the blade with a shorter, a shorter club. I don't necessarily, it's not, I don't think it's going to affect the game. I think it's, his tweet is purely out of self-interest because he enjoys that driver and he, you know, he wants to keep hitting it far and he hits it further than he does the shorter ones yep and he also definitely if you know people wondering like why is phil mickelson still still able to be so good at this age Mm -hmm. part of the i think uh whether this directly relates or not but part of mickelson's success at an older age has been that he hasn't had to fight injury like a lot of these other guys had so i'm sure that's in the back of his mind a little Right, and and the way he swings, he's right. He has uh, he has a type of swing like a John Daly type of swing that's less prone to injury. Where you look at a John Rahm, you can understand that's a shorter, quicker, more violent. He's never going to swing like Phil Mickelson. You know, certain body types and certain personalities swing quicker, um, and certain people lag load, and some people set early and get their shaft. There's a million different ways to do it. So, uh, but go put a 47 and a half inch driver in your hand and see how long that actually is, and see how difficult it is for the average player to hit i think there's very very few amateurs that are out there hitting 47 and a half inch drivers i the only place it'll have an effect is the the few few guys on this uh, the tour that are using the extra long drivers i would say yep all right so there's our check of the pga tour leaderboard uh the lpga this week the cp women's open was in vancouver and that event unfortunately canceled so uh, no lpga event this week but we do have a great local note here to pass along uh, for the LPGA, and that is Cindy Miller getting another accolade. Congrats, Cindy. Uh, she is now the, going to be the recipient of the 2021 Nancy Lopez Award. That is awesome. Yeah, and I'm a huge Cindy Miller fan. I've known Cindy for 25 or 30 years. I was the pro at her club where she's an 
emeritus honorary member because of all the things she's accomplished in golf, from going from Silver Creek to New York to playing at uh, University of Miami to playing the tour to now being a really, really fine teacher who really is engaged with her students and does a lot, especially for women in girls' golf. Uh, and she's just a wonderful woman to be around if you've ever spent some time around, Cindy. Super happy for her, and uh, congratulations. The Nancy Lopez Achievement Award was created by LPGA professionals in 2007. It's given uh, to LPGA pros who emulate you know, qualities valued by Lopez. Leadership, passion, giving, approachability. And uh, I would say Sydney definitely checks all those. Oh, definitely, yeah. They, checks all those boxes. the epitome of those, those boxes right there, yes. Wonderful woman, uh, and I recommend anybody who wants to get better and, and enjoy a lesson to spend some time with Cindy Miller. Yeah, she does a great job. So, Cindy, if you're listening or uh, friends and family of Cindy Miller, congratulations uh, on her Nancy Lopez Golf Achievement Award. All right, let's get to our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week here now, brought to you by the Western New York PGA. Western PGA is one goal, promoting and growing the game of golf today, tomorrow, and beyond. We'll talk about the lob shot here today. Mm. So uh, most of the time, this obviously would occur right around the green. I I guess technically it could happen anywhere if you need to get over a tree or something along those lines. But this is going to happen green side. And before you tell us some tips on it, I'll say at least playing with friends and others, sometimes people use this shot too much. Mm -hmm. I know... You're a big proponent of some of using the green when you have the opportunity to do so, or the bump and run shot, especially if there's like the ability to to go through fairway to get up to the green, right? Like if you're short of the green, stuff like that. But guys will use the lob shot, so let's let's talk about maybe when to use it, when not to use it, and then some of the keys component when you are deciding to make that kind of shot. Well, it's it's a it's a difficult shot for most people because you know controlling the blade through impact and using the bounce angle properly and controlling your loft. So I'm talking about hitting a shot from the fairway where maybe you have to pitch it over a bunker or um, you know get it high in the air. This is also the shot. You don't want to hit it if you don't have to, um, but you want to learn. This is a great time of year to start adding shots to your repertoire if you want to be a better golfer, if you want to get better for next year, if you want to get better for this fall. If you can learn to control a high lob pitch, control the distance from a tight fairway lie, that's a really nice shot to have in your bag. Um, there's a couple different ways. You know, there's, there's a method where you kind of widen your stance like a bunker stance, put the ball in the middle, open up the blade, and come in real shallow and real rounded and just kind of the old saying is cut the legs out from underneath it. Um, and that's, I call that like the super hoist when you're just trying to hoist it as far as you can. The, there's a method I actually learned years ago um, that I, I like for those pitches where you can hit it really high and really soft in a much simpler way is if you set up to the golf ball in your normal pitching setup and then I'm a right-handed golfer, I will cut my left wrist. So I turn my watch or my knuckles up towards my watch and basically I'm opening my club at address by cupping my left wrist. Right, so that club will look kind of funny setting up to the golf ball because the blade will be open and stuff like that. But I cup that left wrist, and then I keep that left wrist cupped throughout the shot. So go out to a nice tight lie today, somewhere you know around a bunker if you're warming up before your round. As a right-handed golfer, cup your left wrist, so push your left wrist back towards the forearm, and set up like that. Don't 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 rearrange the the club face, and just try to hit some pitches. Um, I found it it's a way to be able to use that leading edge or that bounce. I'm sorry. And keep that face angle consistent throughout the shot for a lob shot. So it's an, I found it's an interesting and an easier way to control the height, control the trajectory, and control the distance on my, um, on my short pitches that I need to hit high. 
remember, you're going to have to have some speed because you got a lot more loft. I mean, if you're taking a 56 degree wedge and once you cup it, you open it 10 degrees, you got quite a bit of loft there. And it's also going to teach you how to use the bounce angle on the bottom of the club as you hit these shots. And once you learn to use the bounce on the bottom of your wedge for these short game shots, you become a much better short game player. Yeah. Uh, here at Pendleton Creek, when I'm playing, a lot of times the, the greens are here mostly slope up from front to back. Mm -hmm. So if I miss it short, the green, that's usually where I'll try to hit that more bump pitch and run, and run. Yep. yeah, pitch and run shot. If I deeper the green, that's where I have to kind of utilize more of that lob sort of idea. Yeah, and it and it because so, you can't throw it into the bank. It's a much tougher right. shot, to and do it's that, a little yeah. tougher from the rough because you don't always know where the bottom of the golf ball is, and, right? You know where that turf is underneath the golf ball, so you kind of that's a little bit more of a feel, um, but. The thing I found when you're playing these shots, you have to have an aggressive mindset. You know, you can't make a defensive swing when you're hitting lobs. It's just commit to the best shot you can and, and get in there and take your cut um, and visualize hitting a very good shot. But, um, yeah, from the rough, it's a little tougher. And sometimes if you can hit a high lob, like, you know, if you've got those long bumping runs and you've got a lot of undulation or some bad, that's a nice spot to also be able to control the trajectory. Remember Tiger was so good for a while at the short game. He would open his blade a little bit, and he instead of doing the bumping runs, he would pitch it right next to the hole and stop it right away, but he was so good at controlling yeah. his distance that's uh, that was just an easier way for him to hit it close. But learning to control your trajectory, learning to hit it high around the greens is always going to make you a better player. Yeah, and, and if you miss around a bunker and you've got to go over it, like that's yep. that's probably maybe the most common spot where you'd have to do it is going over a bunker around the green. Yeah, you're short and you got to pitch it over the bunker in the fairway and the bit pins front right yeah and you gotta you know you don't want to pitch out left and try to two putt no yeah. you want to get up and down but but i'll agree with you just from doing it myself and messing it up myself if you don't commit to it it's just like when you're in the sand if you don't commit to it ball's gonna end up uh that's pretty much every golf shot yeah actually. yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> if true you're not committed yeah if you're if you're half-hearted about it you're probably not gonna have much success yeah great stuff there from jeff Metis. you can get your Tip of the week from uh, any PGA professional. Don Schneider, the great PGA pro here. Uh, if you want to get started with golf, get connected with your local PGA professional, uh, you can contact Jeff, you can contact me. We'll, uh, we'll get you taken care of. Uh, you can also find a ton of information at WNYPGA.com. Okay, timeout here from Pendleton Creek. We're going to take a timeout when we come back. Ryan Enholm from Canisius Golf. The Little Three Tournament between Canisius, Niagara, and St. Bonaventure is on Tuesday right here. And uh, we'll be joined by Ryan next to get a little preview of the event. Corey Griswold producing back in our Amherst studios. PGA Pro Jeff Metis here with me. I'm Brian Golziel. Thank you for listening. Kevin Sylvester coming up from the BMW Championship at 745 as we roll on here on a beautiful Saturday morning from Pendleton Creek on Tee to Green. Back with more in a moment on WGR. You're listening to Tee to Green, presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Beam. And by our home clubs, Pendleton Creek Golf Club and Lancaster Country Club. Stay tuned. More Tee to Green coming up. Time now for our Champions Tour Report. Brought to you by Donald Ross Clothing, the world's finest golf apparel. Back here on Tee to Green at Pendleton Creek Golf Club. Thanks for being with us here on WGR. It is time for our Champions Tour Report, as you heard. And they're through one round of the Ally Challenge in Michigan. And no surprise, Bernhard Langer and Marco Dawson tied for the lead after they shot eight under, 64s yesterday. Jim Furyk, the defending champion of this event, he is amongst a large group at seven under par. That is one shot back. That includes Joe Durant and K.J. Choi. Uh, Darren Clark, Woody Austin, Doug Barron are uh, at six under. Davis, love the third. Retief Goosen, Corey Pavin, 
and uh, are at minus five. Mike Weir, the Canadian, is at minus four. But Corey Pavin, I haven't heard that name in a while. Corey Pavin, that would have been the ninety-five U.S. Open at Shinnecock Hills yeah, and when he hit that three wood from the fairway he did an event at the club i worked at in rochester years ago when he was playing those voss irons i don't know if you remember those mm-hmm. uh, those really ugly really funny looking irons yeah <laughs> and he's a very small guy he is nice small. guy very nice guy yeah he hit the shot of his life though uh at that that 18th hole to win four the u.s wood? open it was, it was a fairway wood yeah i don't remember if it was three wood or four wood or whatever but yeah, pretty incredible he, he can't compete in today's tour though i mean just without the length and the strength yeah if he was playing today, he wouldn't be able to. Absolutely. So we're here at Pendleton Creek Golf Club. Speaking of a guy that hits it far, he's a, we've got a guest here coming in. Not to put any pressure on him. I did get to play with him earlier this summer. He, he hits it so super straight, and we're excited to have him on here. Ryan Edholm, now freshman, Canisius golfer. Ryan, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? We're great. Thanks for coming on, Ryan. It's Jeff, I know, as you know, being a former college golf coach, mm-hmm. there's nothing more than... Uh, college students love to do on the on the last weekend before classes start then wake up at six something in the morning to come here and join our show well you could hear the enthusiasm in his voice as we as he said good morning <laughs> that's what we love about young men at this age right. yeah um, but uh, i've known of the ed home boys him and his brother for years as a college golf coach and i remember wanting to recruit his older brother at the time mostly because i heard what great kids they were and first and foremost you spend a lot of time with kids when you travel on a golf team and and first and foremost i've heard nothing but great things about both these young men and i know he's a fine player you just won your club championship here also didn't you yep i did a couple weeks ago did you tell us about that a little bit right on that a little yeah Yeah. uh the first day i was i had it going i had the first day i had it going and um five under 67 was was the number and i was leading by one and then the back nine, I was up six with like six to play, and then you started feeling it, maybe. No, no, not it, quite. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, there's the attitude. I like. It. Yeah, <laughs> I smoked one OB on fifteen to make it a little more interesting, and I ended up winning by two. So it was a good weekend. Yeah, it must have been fun. Now you're competing for Canisius College for the first time coming up at this facility, right at at Tanter or at uh, Pendleton Creek here this correct. week, right? Yes. Correct. You're competing for Canisius College as a golfer for the first time. Mm-hmm. What are you excited? I mean, plus you get to be paired with your brother. How'd that happen, by the way? Tell because he plays for Niagara, mm-hmm. and typically the ones play at the ones the coaches must be wanting to have a little fun with you guys out there for 36 holes, huh? Yeah, it should be interesting. I'm excited. Um, maybe a little bit nervous, but it's it's great to be on a golf course that I know like the back of my hand. And well, that's that's what I was going to say, Ryan. Is that you're playing in your first college event. Of course, you're going to have different feelings and nerves, as anybody would. But the fact that at least you're here on your home course, that's got to make it a little easier for yeah, you. It for sure makes it much easier. Than... And are you going to stomp your brother into the ground or what? I hope so. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, what's your best shot out there? So, like, what's, what's your best shot in, in your golf game? I feel like my ball striking is good. I like hitting the driver. Mm-hmm. I like hitting it pretty, fairly straight for the most part. Um, keep it in play. I'm not one of the longest, longest guys out there, but... I can keep it in play pretty well. So, well, from with playing when, when I played with Ryan, uh, I don't know a month or so ago, he hits it boringly straight. Just every, <laughs> and, a, and I mean that all in complimentary way. Every hole phew, down the middle, down the middle, That's down the fun. middle. That's no, where's the excitement? Yeah, I know there was there was no drama off the tee. <laughs> no, Ryan hits it super straight. I I would say that's the strength of your game. You never really put, you said you put yourself in OB on one hole, but no, you don't put yourself in trouble. I mean, it, it sets yourself up to score well, obviously. Yeah, not much, not much trouble out there. So, and that's good. This, this course is a harder driving course than others, Jeff. Very narrow. It's yeah. an, it's a more narrower course. There's, 
there's some out of bounds on the back nine. There's some trees in the middle, and uh, it, it's it's made me who's not at the level of the player that Ryan is, but it's made me a better driver of the golf ball, especially now when I go to other courses. Because do you sense that Ryan too? When if you go to other courses, like course, it looks a, like a you hole could, that you might yeah. think people might say is a tighter hole doesn't seem as tight because this is a tougher driving course. Yeah, for sure. The fairways are very narrow here, and there's trees lining most of them. So it looks like a Walmart hitting in the Walmart parking lot going somewhere else sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ryan at home with us, Kenesha's freshman golfer, going to be a part of the Little Three event on Tuesday here at Pendleton Creek starting at 7 a.m. Spectators are welcome to show up if you want to. Uh, it's between Kenesha's, Niagara, and St. Bonaventure. Uh, Ryan, obviously this will be your first event for Kenesha's, but uh, the rivalry of these three schools for golf, what do you know about that so far? Yeah, I mean, my brother's at Niagara, so I've heard about that for Four, four years now. It's, it's got to be his fourth year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I've heard all about that, how they're going to beat us, and we'll see how that goes. But well, you'll have something to say about that. Yeah. Uh, at least now you're you're right. You're right in it. Yeah. Yeah. Now I can do something about it. He's yeah. been talking all this crap all this all, all summer, and now we can see who's see who's boss. I want to watch just for the trash talking between the <laughs> brothers. That would be the, as a coach, I'd be just following your group and I'm chirping both of you. But yeah, it'd be fun. Now, um, it's also important for you because it's a qualifier, right? So the, in the way college golf works, typically there'll be a qualifier. They'll have an event. You're playing at Turning Stone in a few weeks, which mm -hmm. is an awesome facility. And I know of that golf tournament. It's a great golf tournament. So it's also important for you to play well for your team because you want to be in the top five in order to qualify for that event, right? Yeah, for sure. Also, it'd be really cool for our team to win my first tournament. So that'd be ideal yeah you're in for a fun four years of college golf experience a lot of minivan rides and a lot of subway sandwiches and a lot of rain delays and a lot of slow rounds but it's 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 awesome and it's a great experience yeah i'm excited can't wait yeah jeff when you coached at niagara here too i know one thing that you know you had said is that you get to really see boys mature and grow up i mean they come in young men and they leave yeah, they Obviously, leave with mustaches. Ready, ready, to, yeah. <laughs> ready to go into the adult world. Like That's a cool transformation to get to see, you know, in terms of the time period. Yeah, for me, that was, and that was looking back on it after being there for a few years, you know, you're probably 17, 18 years old, kids come into college, or, you know, by the time they leave, they're grizzled college vets, they can't wait to get out, they got their degree, they're trying to get jobs, they they look older, they've gained 30 pounds, you know, they've grown into young men, as you say, and it's, a, it's pretty cool, and then to see as a coach, when you see some of the guys that you graduated years later, and, you know, and see how they're doing that that stuff's still pretty cool because um you spend a lot of time with these kids when you when you're on a golf team with them and you're traveling uh 30 nights a year and traveling all over the country and playing all these golf tournaments eating breakfast lunch and dinner together and it's a it was a pretty cool experience yep. ryan what what are some of your goals here for your freshman year i know coming in playing college golf for the first time i was gonna say say good grades first yeah <laughs> yes good grades. good grades would be, would be <laughs> really good um I just want to play in a lot of tournaments, just try to get out there and get a little more experience down and just to have fun with my teammates this year. So that'd be a lot of fun to travel with them and hopefully go down to Disney for championships in the spring. That'd be really cool. Yeah, the Disney event is very fun. They, I mean, the the MAC runs an amazing championship down there at Disney event, and they get to play the courses. They get a Disney pass. They get to hang out with their buddies. There's a pool at the you know at the room, and it is a good week. So that would be a good goal to make the team for that. And yeah, I'm sure, sure. they'll you have to earn that throughout the the fall and spring here. I'm sure. What uh, what player or two maybe on the PGA Tour do you try to maybe look up to, or or whose game do you love to watch the most uh, when you're watching? the best in the world play? I kind of like watching Bryson. I know he shot 60 yesterday, and that's kind of the easy answer, but I like watching him swing. You're a Bryson just, fan? I mean, 
Uh-oh. I'm not really a fan. You just said just you weren't one of the longest hitters out there, but you love Bryson. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I just like watching him take a slash at that ball, and it just goes so far, and it's ridiculous to me. Okay. It is. It is. I mean, it's a phenomenon to see him swing. It really is. It is. Yeah. E- it, even if you're, even if it's not good, like I wouldn't want. I I can't swing like that. I'm physically. <laughs> yeah. Most people are physically unable unable to, to swing to like anything that. close to that. Yeah. And if you've ever seen like the competitive long drivers in person or up close, that's. I mean, and they're going 20 more miles an hour in clubhead speed or whatever it is. It's it's pretty cool to watch somebody that can create that much torque and power and speed hit a golf ball in person. Yeah, it's like watching uh, Josh Allen throw a football like, when you're standing next to him. It it goes hard and fast. Yes, yes. Bryson's is a, is a is a is a fun one to watch for sure. Mm. All right, don't give away all your secrets, Ryan. But for your teammates, not for anybody from for NU or St. Bonaventure, of course, we wouldn't want to give them secrets. But what's the key to scoring well here at Pendleton Creek? Everything's fairly in front of you here at Pendleton Creek. I'd like to tell my teammates stay in front of the hole because all the greens are sloped back to front pretty hard. And so depending on the greens, it can get away from you if you're behind the hole. So just stay below the hole, be aggressive, and be good that's right and what's your brother's weakness that you're going to try to exploit when you're paired with him for 36 holes on tuesday my brother's weakness Would it be? i i feel like i can get in his head pretty well yeah start early all right little tip for you as a coach gamesmanship here jeff <laughs> it just sounds like fun to me it does that yeah. would be a great pairing so anyway canisius niagara st bonaventure is here 7 a.m is the first round Correct, yeah. then uh, then you guys get a quick lunch and then you're back out for round two mm-hmm. and they're walking they don't take carts yeah can you walk 36 holes oh yeah of course right. good yeah, many good. times <laughs> many 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 times awesome oh <laughs> well ryan good luck thanks for coming on thank you thanks for having me Appreciate and that. uh represent the club well here at this uh at this event we're excited to ha- that uh, we're excited to have it here and uh I know that uh, your parents are proud and people will be pulling for you. I know Coach Todd Hummel is, uh, is listening, and uh, I know he's hoping to have a great career out of you as well. So congrats on making the Canisius team, and uh, hopefully we'll get to see lots of fun things with you here over the next four years. Yeah, it should be fun and enjoy it, and hopefully we'll see you win the MAC championship and make it to the Nationals one of these years. Yeah, that'd be ideal. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. All right. Ryan Edholm with us here from Pendleton Creek. Yes, he... Uh, is we, we can introduce him as the club champion, right, That's Jeff? Right. Yeah, do you get the parking spot? That's the one last question. Actually, they took those away. They, uh, Just because you won, because you're a kid. Yeah. That's why they did it. Yeah. Yeah, they they did a nice job resurfacing and re-signing and relining, and then they took that away, Ryan. Yeah. It would have been your spot. They had to add more handicap spots. Well, so hopefully they'll stick them in there soon, and we can find a new spot. For we them. can find a spot for you. Listen, yeah. I'll, we'll 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 set it. We'll make a makeshift sign up. Yeah, there. be two hundred yards away. Don, what happened to Ryan's spot. Yeah. parking spot? He wins, and they take the spot away. It's over in maintenance. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's behind the maintenance barn. That's the new spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the new logos are coming on it. Right. It's That's coming. Right. That's right. Thanks again, Ryan. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Ryan Edholm with us here uh, from Pendleton Creek. Again, he and his brother Tyler and everybody from Niagara, Niagara Canisius, St. Bonaventure here on Tuesday, uh, 7 a.m. If you want to come out and watch, spectators are encouraged to do so. Okay, we're going to take a time out here on T to Green. When we come back, Kevin Sylvester from the BNW Championship. Uh, we'll see what uh, the uh, Bryson DeChambeau and the pros are up to as uh, they are looking to get into the final event, which is the Tour Championship, next week. Time out from Pendleton Creek. More Tee to Green with Jeff Metis. I'm Brian Colziel. Corey Griswold producing back in our Amherst studios. Thanks for listening. Back with more in a moment on WGR.
You're listening to Tea to Green, presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome, Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Beam. And by our home clubs, Pendleton Creek Golf Club and Lancaster Country Club. Stay tuned. More Tea to Green coming up. Ryder Cup. The Ryder Cup report is being brought to you by Jumpa Agency, Main Street in Clarence. We're back here on Tee to Green, live at Pendleton Creek Golf Club in North Tonawanda, one of our home clubs. Thanks for being with us. Brian Colziel, PGA Pro, Jeff Metis. We'll have uh, Kevin Sylvester from the BMW Championship in just a few moments. And big thanks to Ryan Edholm from Canisius Golf. Uh, he and his brother Tyler from Niagara and uh, all the players from Canisius, Niagara, and St. Bonaventure will com- be competing in the Little Three event here at Pendleton Creek on Tuesday with play starting at 7 a.m. If uh, you're looking for something to do and you want to come out and watch the event, uh, it is free. They encourage spectators to come out. Uh, time for the Ryder Cup report. You heard it there. Coming back, uh, we have five players that have now, through points, gotten themselves enough points that they will be automatically on the team. Jeff Metis, the team will definitely have, the USA team will have, Colin Morikawa, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka, and Justin Thomas on the team. Tony Finau has moved up after his win last week. I think he's in. At the moment, he would be in. It, it's almost mathematically impossible for him not to be uh, at this moment. But uh, that's your top six. They'll be on the team. Yeah, he'd be a captain's pick, I think, either way. Um, and and then you've got a, how, a, how about Finello winning last week? I mean, uh, he's he had he went so long not winning for him. It was a nice story, and he handled I mean, it with such grace and poise, you know, because he's getting grilled with you know all those questions. Right. When are you, you going to win again? Are you going to win again? Yeah. And, and it was great what John Rahm had said about him afterwards. If you don't root for that guy, then you don't know you're. He's just the best dude in the world. So everybody, everybody on tour seemed to be super happy for him, and I'm happy because I think it locked up his. I know it locked up his spot on the Ryder Cup now, so that'll be fun to watch him. So here's the next six. Again, Steve Stricker gets six captains picks. Shoffley is seventh. Nice. You'd pick him, right? I would pick Shoffley. Yes. Spieth is eighth. You'd pick He's, him. I'd pick him. Harris English having a very good season. He's ninth. He's ninth. I'd probably pick him, but I don't know. If, too much about his game yeah patrick reed who's in the top six all year is 10th he's dropping because he's not playing in these events because he has ammonia and he's in the hospital hospital. yeah he got ammonia through covid so i believe so yeah Yeah. so he's out or he's out of the automatic now you know the Ryder cup means as much to him as anybody he went to the olympics last minute he says he always will play for his country no matter what if he's healthy he's on my team yeah that's that's the way it would be yeah. Cantlay is 11th. He's one shot off the lead this True. week. Playing well at the right time of year. Yep. And then you've got Berger, 12, Simpson, 13, Scheffler, 14, Horschel, 15. I think once you start getting down there, it's going to be tougher to make this team with the, the – I feel like – I always feel like we're stacked, though, and then we always get beat. So I feel like we're <laughs> really, really stacked this time, though. And our players are playing well. Is Mickelson at, right at is Mickelson at nineteen not an option? He's, he's just not, not on my team. I'd have him as a captain or something. I'd have him there for, yeah. for the fellows, but I would not. Uh, I would not pick him right now. Kisner, who won the Wyndham Championship two weeks ago, is a pretty good match player. Play match play player. He's eighteenth. He's and he'd be a nice pick, you know. And you also want to go with who's playing well at the time too. You know, it's like the year long points, but. You could be struggling right now with your game, and uh, you want people that are playing well, like John Rahm is right now. Right. Speaking of John Rahm here, before we could bring in Kevin Sylvester, uh, great quote from him this week that uh, I want to talk about here. Um, so <laughs> he's 
Ted Lasso, of course. You know who he is. I've, I want to watch it. I haven't seen it yet. I've heard nothing but good things. That's right. So John Rahm said, was talking about his strong opening first round uh, at the BMW Championship, and he says he took Ted Lasso's advice. He goes, for all the Ted Lasso fans out there, he says, you got to be a goldfish. So what's he referring to? Well, the goldfish, he says, is the smartest animal out there because after 10 seconds, they forget everything. But he says, for golf, that's good. He goes, forget that last shot. And then the reporter, kudos to whoever asked this, followed up and said, who's the the best goldfish on tour? And he says, it's Dustin Johnson by far. I would agree with that. Just looking from the outside in. I know uh, it hit home with me because my kids used to call me Dory. Um, cause Dory the Gulf, cause I had a 10 second memory and, uh, I do think he's right. Yeah. It's like a cornerback in football. Yeah. If you have a bad play, just come back the next one and hit a good shot. We always said, don't let the previous shot affect your next shot. And I think that's basically what he's implying there. I agree. That's something that sometimes is tough to do is to forget your last shot or forget your last hole. How often do people walk off of a hole, disappointed about whatever happened on the previous hole, angry, mad, whatever. And then that next driver swings affected by it. Oh, all day, right? Every you see day that so on every often. golf course, or I'm playing so, you know, or you see people physically change and get frustrated. They swing harder something. all of a sudden, or they grip the club. Like, and sometimes it's you hit a good shot and you just catch a bad break, and you, you just, that's golf. You know, you got to roll with the punches. That's that. I think that's a great. We you know we had our tip of the week earlier. Yeah, that's a that's a great second tip of the week here for our show. Be a goldfish. Yeah, and that's where your routine comes into play because if you have a good routine, you're flushing all that previous thoughts and everything else out of your mind and just really focusing on the task at hand. I think that works in every sport. Your routine, whether you're getting in the batter's box, about yeah. to you know get set for the next pitch, serve a tennis uh, ball, serve a tennis ball. That's when I'm coaching tennis, it's exactly what I say. I, I'm like, do your routine. Like for me, I bounce the ball three times and I bring my racket up and I I tell my boys, I'm like, this is what I do every time. This way, I'm thinking about that and not that I just double faulted. I'm thinking about that or not the fact that this is set point or whatever it is, you know, something like that. I'm thinking about one bounce, two bounce, three bounce, bring the racket up, and now I'm ready to go. Look at the great free throw shooters. You, you know their routines. Oh, yeah. yeah so. Every single time they yep. do that. Yep. So, yes, be a goldfish. I, I, I might write that on my golf bag. <laughs> I think that's a great line. Hey, uh, before we bring Kevin in, uh, I want to uh, thank everybody over at uh, Diamond Hawk this week. And the Crime, we, the, the crime Stoppers uh, local chapter held an event there on Monday. I played with Josh Reed from Channel 4. And uh, also Scott and Chris uh, from the Amherst Police. It was uh, a really, really cool event. They do wonderful work to help solve crimes in the area. Uh, but Diamond Hawk was in great shape. I know we've been there a few times this year for our show. And uh, for a course that gets a lot of play and it's getting better and better, they have new owners this year. I thought it was in tremendous shape. And uh, kudos to everybody over there at Diamond Hawk. It was, it was really, really fun. And uh, we had a great time. And <clears throat> humble, the humble brag. Well, no, I didn't win close to the plane. I got. Oh, that's not shocking. That's uh, not shocking, Brian. I uh, well, I was hitting it well, and it was just it was one of those holes where I'm like, well, if it's in the fairway, I got a chance, and it was when I got down there, I was in. Yeah. Well, that I am not surprised at all. I would bet on well, you to win you. a lot of long drives. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It, uh, it we had a really fun time. We we didn't score well on the par fives. That was uh, was our downfall. You got to score. You got to you got to birdie all the fives in a scramble. Oh yes, at least a birdie. Yes, and especially as far as you hit it, Brian. Come on, you should be making eagles. On I know, I know. Well, the the second shots in weren't great. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. Blame to my, your team. Welcome <laughs> to my game. Yeah, it's my game. I'll take I'll take the blame for that. 
All right. Speaking of uh, being a goldfish, we're going to forget about my second shots on the par five on Monday. We're going to bring in Kevin Sylvester here from the BMW Championship, of course, part of our Tee to Green team. Kevin working hard for PGA Tour Radio this week. I was listening to him yesterday afternoon while driving around. Kevin, good morning. How are you? I'm sorry. Which show am I on? I forgot. No. <laughs> yes. Did you hear that quote from Rom after round one? Be a goldfish. Quoting Ted Lasso there. I, you know what? I asked the question right before he was asked that question. So, yeah. yeah. So you were there. Yeah, I was right there. When Isn't that? Yeah. It's a great mentality, right? And he said DJ's the best on tour about just forgetting the last shot and moving on. Oh, there's there's no question. So. I'll give you an example of DJ hitting a bad shot and just being like, eh, okay. So earlier this year uh, at Kapalua in, in Hawaii, on the 15th hole, par five, uh, you know, it's kind of a, a switchback hole. Um, you know, it's it, it's a par, it goes to the right and comes back up the hill to the left. Well, he pushed it, you know, he hit, he just cut it, overcut it. And he's in the, uh, they call it sugar grass. And I go over, you know, helping to search for the ball because uh, there's like Marshall never saw where the ball went. And I go, I, go, I said, DJ, I got it. And he goes, Yep, that's my ball. Okay, thanks. And he just turned and picked it up, walked out, dropped it, and hit the next shot. It wasn't like, damn it, shucks, nothing. He's just like, Yeah, that's my ball. Okay, picked it up and <laughs> just walked up. Took his <laughs> drop because it was a penalty area. It was, uh, you know, marked red. And uh, <laughs> went up point of entry. And uh, just dropped and and played on. He wasn't like, wasn't mad, nothing. So maybe that's why he's the best player in the world. The acceptance of those bad shots. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, well, Max Homa um, had uh, one of the best uh, comments about this. It was a um, Q and A session that I had the opportunity to host virtually. Um, you know, instead of doing pro-ams, they, they did these virtual chats. And one of the participants asked, you know, they get to ask questions. And they asked Max Homa, you know, how do you handle a, a bad shot in the course? And he said, well, he's like, he goes, I forget who, but it was, you know, a pro growing up um, who said to me, why would you focus on the bad shot when you hit 15 really good shots? And... That's a great point. Like you think about all the good shots you hit turn around, why the hell would you you know get so angry about one bad one? Yeah, and it, it's going to happen when you play golf for sure. I mean, even even the best in the world, everybody's has their own standard for themselves. You're going to hit bad shots. You're right. So the be a goldfish idea is uh, is something well, that I think is really important. Speaking of speak, so let's go with the fish thing, right? So uh, you go fishing. All right, steelhead season's coming up. I'm excited about that, right, this coming fall. I'll go out fishing for four hours. I might catch two of them. That's a great day. You know how many, how many drifts I do or casts I do to get two? And I get two out of, let's say, you know, 500. I had a great day. <laughs> so That wouldn't be good for golf, though. <laughs> that's a bad, that's a bad uh, proportion for golf, <laughs> well, two out of 500. It yes, it is. <laughs> Kevin, tell us, tell us about the the event this week. The the, the facility, Caves Valley, um, looks amazing. It is amazing. I mean, what a property! I mean, this have place, you been there before? No, I had oh. not been here before. They've hosted they hosted a senior uh, championship before. They hosted uh, the 2005 NCAA uh, championship. They hosted the, the women's NCAA championship, and in four, 2014, the LPGA International. But uh, 
uh, so I had not been here before. Let me tell you, the place is just spectacular. <laughs> it's huge. This walk, and I talked to a couple of caddies, and uh, <laughs> they, they, they said it's a tougher walk than Kapalua, which is saying something, because Kapalua is a tough walk, uh, you know, in Maui. Um, this The elevation changes are seemingly on every hole, most every hole. And, you know, the walks just to, you know, we have support cards, and I've used it more. <laughs> it's also been a 105-degree heat index uh, the last couple of days. So, I mean, it's been a tough walk. Caddies actually took their bibs off, shirts soaked. Um, Adam Hayes, John Rahm's caddy, looked at me the other day just kind of like, Oh God, <laughs> it's just a, just a, a demanding walk. So, and, and they've got to finish up today. The guys got to finish up today, uh, the third round and, you know, including Rom, uh, he liked it not to put his 15 footer on 16 for birdie. And he had a really going there yesterday in the dusk. Um, and then they got to come back and play another 18 today. I mean, uh, fatigue could become a factor on Sunday, uh, yep. but it, it's amazing. just an amazing property. Kevin, before we let you go, obviously uh, we spent a, a little bit earlier in the show talking about DeChambeau. Two cracks at a legitimate 59. He had a, a decent birdie effort on 17, and then on 18, uh, I guess I would say that we were all shocked that he didn't make it. He had six feet. I'm sure that was the buzz going around the course yesterday afternoon. I was there. I, I, I was there uh, watching the finish, and uh, certainly on 18 when he hit that shot, and he hit the ball. From 144, played 154 up the hill, hit it to the back left corner and sucked it back, spun it all the way. A little topography came into play too, but brought it right back. It went right by the left edge of the hole, and it settles in six feet, six feet three inches below the cup. It was a left edge putt, and it, it just stayed left. And I asked him afterwards if he pulled it, because uh, I got to interview him afterwards, and. Uh, um, he's like, you know, I hit the line I wanted to. I had to see if I pulled it. I, he pulled it, in my opinion. Um, easy to do, I think, in that situation, right? When you have um, – if, if it's right to left, that's a little easier, I would think, Jeff, yep. in that situation. But left to right, it's like, do I keep it outside the hole? Do I keep it inside the hole and firm it? And then you have, I mean, see, it, all, <laughs> thousands of people surrounding you. Uh, all the camera – I mean, everybody came out to see it. And it didn't happen. It was just stunning that it didn't happen. I mean, it was his career low on the PGA Tour. Uh, it, it was it was great to watch. And then, and then in true Bryson fashion, he's like, I'm, I'm going to go practice after this to make sure my lines are right for the weekend. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be fun to watch just, this weekend. Yeah, you just awesome. got 60 and you got to go practice. Okay. <laughs> That's right. Kevin, what time does uh, PGA Tour Radio's coverage start today? I will, we'll be on from 1 until 6 p.m., our conclusion of play today, and then uh, also tomorrow from 1 to 6 or until we have a champion of the BMW Championship. Awesome. We'll be listening. Kev, thanks so much. Enjoy the weekend. We'll yeah, do, stay guys. hydrated. Yes. Yes, <laughs> we'll do. Awesome. Kevin Sylvester from the BMW Championship. You can listen to him and the rest of the PGA Tour radio team, uh, as Kevin said today, uh, Sirius XM at uh, 1 o'clock or on the PGA Tour app or on PGATour.com. Kevin. Kev's got a cool job. He gets to follow yeah. follow the, the players that are playing well at each event yeah, and uh, yeah. call the action. Kevin does a great job with it. Uh, let's finish up here from Pendleton Creek Golf Club with uh, a funny story, I guess. Maybe not funny to Lucas Hebert, <laughs> a Corn Ferry golfer. So he is absolutely flying high, and flying here is a, is a good word to use. 
he clinched the PGA Tour card for his first time. So he's on his way to now what is the Corn Ferry Tour playoffs as well. Which improves his seating. That's right. So he's a 25-year-old Australian. Uh, he was playing in Boise last week. And this week, the event is the Nationwide Children's Hospital Championship in Columbus, Ohio. Well, unfortunately, Lucas, who's Australian, maybe not as familiar with the geography of the United States, booked his flight and he flew into Columbus, Georgia instead. <laughs> I, th- I think that's funny. <laughs> yes. Didn't realize it. He said, he goes, the airport kind of seems small, but he goes, some of these cities have like a regional airport and then a larger airport. So he goes, maybe I just thought it was in the smaller airport. Well, he gets up to get, then he gets out. He goes up to get his rental car and they don't have a reservation for him. And they're wondering like, what's going on here? Well, he's like, look, I got it right here. That's when the agent showed him, uh, sir, that's Columbus, Ohio. You're in Columbus, Georgia. He's probably wondering how many Columbus cities are there in the United States yes. at this point. Yes. And the U.S. has a lot of, you know, Columbus. multiple city names. I'm sure they have a lot of Columbuses. But yes, so Lucas Hebert flew to Columbus, Georgia, intending to travel to Columbus, Ohio. Now, he eventually did get to Columbus, Ohio. He got there, but he has been taking a ribbing this week from uh, his fellow players about it, which he should. I bet he won't it's make funny. that mistake again. Yeah, he'll double-check the state when he's traveling next year. Although, then he'll have the PGA Tour to help him make his arrangements as he moves forward, That's which true. is nice. So, congrats. He can laugh yeah. about it. It'll be something to laugh about for years to come. But Lucas Hebert, the Australian. So, if you're flying into Columbus, Ohio, make sure your flight does not say Columbus, Georgia. Yeah, they're not too close. It's a long car ride. Probably a little different... Uh, a, d- a different landing area, too, I'm guessing. I'm different, the accent might get you. you exactly. Georgia, exactly. Yes. Hey, we want to thank everybody here at Pendleton Creek for, uh, as always, rolling out the red carpet for us. Don Schneider, the PGA Pro. Thank you, Don, as always. And uh, Ryan Edholm, member here at Pendleton Creek, also of Canisius Golf. Uh, the Little Three here on Tuesday. Don't forget, that'll be starting at 7 o'clock. Kevin Sylvester from the BMW Championship. Next week's our last show. Next week's our last show of the of season. The season yeah. We will be at Niagara Frontier golf club in Youngstown. We're looking forward to that. PGA Pro Jeff Metis, have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. I'm Brian Colziel. Corey Griswold back in our studios. Thank you. Corey and, uh, will be a part of Bill's pregame. Jeremy White, actually. Coming up next, Bill's Packers. 1 o'clock today. The starters are going to play. Josh Allen will at least start the game. So Jeremy will uh, get the pregame show going with Breakfast with the Bills. Coming up next, right after this. Thanks for listening. T to Green. We'll talk to you next Saturday right here on WGR. You're listening to Tea to Green, presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome, Custom Turf, Michelob Ultra, and Jim Beam. And by our home clubs, Pendleton Creek Golf Club and Lancaster Country Club. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.